0: Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring but this is the nerdiest part of the ring your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling i am your host for this very special episode i am the five star man asa gray and joining me at this time is the big d dalton anthony yo dalton it's not our normal night
1: it's not um but i am excited because there's absolutely nothing on this show that's going to make me angry there's really not and (laughs) like there are some things that i'm a little miffed about when i look back at like my match of the year and stuff but like for the most part like this is a happy show you're i'm so happy you caught me on a monday night to do this because like it's we're just talking about shit we like for once which like we We always talk about things we like but like there's usually stuff that happens that's just like oh we have to get through this so i can do the things that i like or talk about the things that i like or that we like
0: right so this is our, if in case the title of the episode didn't give it away, this is our 2023 favorites. This is the stuff that stood out to us that we enjoyed the most in professional wrestling for the year of 2023. It's our year-end year review. And before we get into this stuff that we loved, I thought this would be kind of fun to go through the list of champions for AEW and WWE and just kind of compare where we were at the beginning of the year and where we finish things up.
1: So just so you know, um, mm-hmm. I accidentally because like I keep all this on my um, Apple Notes mm-hmm. for my phone, and I have my 2022 review and my 2023 review were right next to each other because it was my last two notes I opened up, and I just opened up without you telling me. I just opened up my 2022 review, and holy shit! Last year was wild. Well, there's not, some crazy stuff. 2023 was wild, but like shit, so was 2022.
0: Yeah so uh the aew world champion was mjf december january 1st 2023 january 1st 2024 it was samoa joe it would there was only one title change in that of course samoa joe winning the title uh, from mjf back in december at world's end on the last day of the year uh the women's world champion was jamie hater we ended, we began 2024 with Tony Storm, timeless Tony Storm being the women's champion. There were five changes in 2023. Uh, the international champion was, was Orange Cassidy. The international champion is. is Orange Cassidy, but there were three title changes to get us there. Uh, the acclaimed were the AEW Tag Team Champions at the beginning of the year, uh, Ricky Starks and Bill Big Bill, were the tag champions to end the year with three changes in between Uh, the trios champions were death triangle remember them yeah poor pock poor pock uh and then finishing out the years the trios champions are the acclaimed and daddy ass and there were three changes there uh the tnt champion was samoa joe current TNT champion is Christian cage. And I believe this was the most changes in the year with nine De- Yeah. And yet, because it was Wardlow Hobbs Darby, uh, and then Luchasaurus Christian. Kobe, yeah. And Christian. This, that was this year so, where all
1: that happened.
0: Yeah. It all kind of bounced around. Uh, the TBS champion at the beginning of the year was Jade Cargill. Uh, and then two changes later, it, we were ending things up with Julia Hart. Uh, FTW champion was hook to hook. There were two changes there. Uh, and then the Eddie Kingston was the inaugural continental champion. Uh, rapid fire, ROH World, Claudio Castagnoli to Eddie Kingston for the ROH World title. Uh, one change, Eddie beating Claudio. Uh, Samoa Joe, again, was the TV champion to start off the year. Uh, two changes later, which one of those changes was Samoa Joe vacating the title, uh, and now it's Kyle Fletcher. But I don't even know if you count that as a change. It, I do. It, well, I'm being a smartass, yes. I was but, like, that's not even a
1: change. He just got rid of it.
0: Yeah. He's like, I don't want to play with you anymore, Andy DeWody. Uh The ROH Pure Champion was Wheeler Yuta and continues to be Wheeler Yuta, although there were two changes in between. We don't, celebrate we don't talk about that. The ROH tag titles were the Briscoes. Uh, and we end the year as the undisputed kingdom, as the ROH titles, uh, with five changes. Everything's coming. The up trios, ROH trios champions is what they're called. It's the ROH trios champions, ROH trios titles. No, it's not. Uh, was was the embassy, and uh, ending the year as the mogul embassy. It's the with s- two changes in between. It's the six. And man, I'm not counting. It's the six man title. You son
1: of a bitch. You made me question it for a second. I was like, like, it's not called that. It's something else. And I was like, oh, he's being shitty again. My bad.
0: Uh, Our first of Zero Change Championship, the ROH Women's title, Athena to Athena, running the gauntlet, holding it down. Uh, The WWE UU Championship, Roman Reigns, another Zero Changes, beginning of the year, end of the year. Uh, The World Heavyweight Championship did not exist. Seth Rollins is the inaugural champion. The so now the women's championships are kind of hinky cause mm-hmm. like they changed brands. And then like the one was rechristened as the women's world champion. So, but Charlotte Flair held that title at the beginning of 2023 and Rhea Ripley holds that title today. And through the end of the year, uh, Gunther was the intercontinental champion at the beginning of the year. He is still, of course the intercontinental champion and forever will be, The women's WWE championship was Bianca Belair. We ended the year with EO sky. There were three changes there. The United States championship uh, was Austin theory. Completely forgot about that. Uh, and we end the year with Logan Paul. There were two changes. Uh, the undisputed tag team championships were the Usos at the beginning of the year. And we're ending it with the judgment day. There were four changes. The women's tag, um, Began the year as damage control ended with Katana Chance and Caden Carter, and there were seven changes. And that doesn't count Chelsea Green's partners.
1: Yeah, no, I wouldn't count that. There were seven, yeah. Shit, this is why I don't watch WWE anymore. I, I was like, there was four changes. No, there, there was, was seven.
0: The, there was Liv Morgan and Rich, uh, Raquel Rodriguez. They dropped. They vacated titles because Liv was injured. Uh, Shayna and Ronda were champions. Uh, just a whole lot uh, and then NXT we went from Braun Breaker to Ilya Dragunov two changes uh, Roxanne Perez to Lyra Valkyria to five changes uh, the New Day to the family Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stax Tatum there were four changes uh, North American went from Lee to Lee we started it with Wesley we ended with Dragon Lee four changes and then the Heritage Cup was Noam Dar to Noam Dar uh, with two changes as Nathan Frazier picks it up and then dropped it right back. So who do you think next year, just real quick, let, looking ahead before we look back, let's say a W world champion and the two main WWE champions.
1: Um, MJF, Roman and Punk.
0: Okay, for the sake of, so I didn't have MJF, but I think that's a good call. Uh, I do, I also thought Roman and I also thought Punk. Yeah. For the, for the Uwu and the Constellation Championship. Uh, For AEW, and I really didn't think about this because it was just a question that popped into my head. I want to see Swerve.
1: Oh, no, like Swerve's going to get it this year. I don't think he's ending the year with it.
0: Yeah. And that's what I that's like uh, I, but that's what I'm hoping that's what I'm hoping to see is, I, is Swerve gets it and he's and he's held on to it.
1: I legit think it'll probably be like it'll be mid year Swerve will get it and end of year MJF will get it. That's what I think will happen. And then twenty twenty five will be the big MJF Adam Cole feud for the um AEW championship. Not say not saying they're not gonna have matches until twenty twenty five, but I'm saying mm-hmm. like we'll get the small blow off to all of this. And then one of those guys is going to go for the belt. And then that person's going to win it. And then that's whenever they reignite the feud. Because, I mean, they I they tried doing that with Punk and MJF. Whenever Punk won the belt during Brawl Out in 22, like, he was the devil. So, like, it was literally like we had, like, dog collar match four months with, like, none, them two not interacting with each other at all. Because that's also whenever MJF, like, took his ball. So that would have been, like, six months. MJF took his ball and went home, quote, unquote. And then... Right he came back as the devil and it was like oh shit we're gonna re, we're gonna call back to that feud i think they're gonna do something similar to that where we have a couple matches mjf once they're both healed big match whoever wins that's gonna go for swerve i legit think that if swerve has his belt mjf will be the person to take it off of him um if mjf stays in AEW, which he's going to i'm pretty sure um and then yeah that's what i see happening so i think it's gonna be mjf i don't i don't see anybody that's beating roman this year I think they're literally going to run it into the ground, like his his reign. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's the good thing about Romans. <laughs> that's the good thing about Roman's reign right now is that like it's still drawing for him. And it's one of those things like, if you would have told me four or seven years ago, like back when we started podcasting about wrestling, and you were like, "All right, cool, don't even tell me the name,"
0: because if you had told me mm-hmm. seven
1: years ago it was Roman, i would have been like, "Well, that fits," but like, really, that's what we're doing. If you right. had told me there was a three year title reign that is going to be one of the most compelling things in wrestling for the whole time, mm-hmm. I would be like that. You're fucking stupid. That's not a thing I ever want to see. And it's like, no, but it is like I if if Roman's on a pay-per-view, I make sure to catch that pay-per-view. Uh, be-
0: see. And I'm I, I am not I don't have that same level of shine on it. Like at this point, it's a little long in the tooth, but it's only because his matches are so are so much the same yeah but like good match bloodline interference one spear yeah okay cool um um but I, the, we the, we joked last week about the rock coming back and totally stealing cody's moment mm-hmm. but like it is gonna be bigger for cody when he does what the rock couldn't and that's beat roman reigns at wrestlemania
1: yeah or like i just
0: don't know what you have cody do at res- at this wrestlemania
1: yeah um is there any like no, I don't want that because someone's gonna have to be healed, like him versus Jay. But like, I don't want that because like one of them's gonna have to, and like they've done so much goodwill with Jay recently that I'm like, yeah, but you also don't turn Cody. Like, it's weird. I still
0: think they're doing Jay versus Jimmy.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, that's where they're going with it. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm just trying to think of somebody that it would be worth Cody to have a match with. Not saying there's no big names for Cody to face, but like,
0: could be Drew.
1: Yeah, and that was the second one that I'm like, Drew versus, Drew versus Cody would be a really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just one of those where it's... They really are, like, riding themselves in a box of just, like... But, yeah, no, back to, to Roman, my main point. Like, I have genuinely loved his entire title reign. There is very few things I have completely disliked. Yeah, are his matches very samey? Yes, but if I equate... Seeing Roman in 2023, 2024, to the same of seeing Def Leppard in 2023, 2024. He, they're gonna play, pour some sugar on me. They're gonna play photograph Like, they're gonna play all the songs that I love, and I'm gonna enjoy the ticket that I paid to go watch them live. Same thing with Roman Reigns. He's gonna do the same eight songs, but mm-hmm. he does those eight songs so goddamn well that I am cool with it. Because you know what <laughs> I really like? those eight fucking songs and he is a master at those eight songs <laughs> and oh. and i like here's the thing this is a very this is an audio thing you guys did not get to see ace's face when i like made that that metaphor and i'm genuinely proud of the fact that i made him smile by shoehorning def leopard into this uh into this best of year <laughs> somewhere ax Allward is smiling
0: <laughs> he doesn't know why. Yeah. Uh, where do you want to start? Cause this is, this is the best of 2023. We've got a bunch of different categories that were kind of breakdown. down. And again, this is, this is just our list. I'm sure there's stuff that we've missed. Um, well, here, I had a, like some uh, of the responses that we got. I like completely was like, Oh, that is fantastic. Uh, uh, and I just it completely slipped my mind. So well,
1: here let me help you out because um, I am not taking up the last fifteen minutes talking about all these action figures. So as little intermissions in between, I'm going to tell you top five of the action figure I bought. We're going to start with wrestling miscellaneous. This is quick. I don't have to talk about them a lot. Here it is. <laughs> this is um, not WWE or AEW figures. This is there's a lot of third party companies this year. Um, so this is my top one, two, three, four, five. Yep, I got five. All right, here it is. Um, pow. Right. Oh, go ahead. Five, five. Oh, dude, they're all five. All- five? And there's one, two, three. Only four sections though. I didn't do women's figures this year because I didn't buy a lot of them. Um, but my miscellaneous uh, Power Town coming in hot with uh, their ultimate or their uh, ultras. Um, top two is Hanson, uh, Stan Hansen and Brody Bruiser Brody. Those two figures are amazing. Um, love those. Uh, Legends of Lucha Libre Boss Studios came out with their line last year, but we just got like their version of basics. Um... And uh, Ultimo Dragon, that figure is super good. Cool if you're at if you have a GameStop by you, uh, do me a favor. Go ahead and go in. I'm willing to say they have one or two of them on shelf. You owe it to yourself to buy that figure, um, and it fits in pretty close to WWE like scale. So if you want them to hang out with the Rey Mysterio from WCW, that motherfucker's gonna fit. Um, Major Bendys. Uh, I got my first Bendy last week because it was on a whatnot stream, and uh, I got Brian Myers merch table one. And, it, like, it's on card, it was signed, but he made it look like the old uh, San Francisco's Toymaker's uh, ECW toys, like the packaging, which is his favorite toy line. It's a really cool figure, and it's signed, so it's really neat. Um, and it's really hard to find miscellaneous toys that aren't AEW or WWE, so that works. And then, uh, number one is Storm Collectibles Minoru Suzuki. Uh, Storm Collectibles does such a good job making figures, and every, like, we get maybe once a year, we get a couple of wrestling drops. And we got Minoru fucking Suzuki this year, or in 2023, and that figure rules. Um, but yeah, that's my miscellaneous, and uh, I'll, I'll sprinkle in the last three in between. Gotcha. Because uh, so uh-huh. I, I don't want to take a lot of time doing toys, so if, it, if I do it in between,
0: it'll be easy. <laughs> that's fine. Let's start with Breakout. All-star breakout wrestler of the year um this is so what when we were talking about what categories we wanted to do i didn't want to call this most improved because like i don't necessarily know that like especially my list it's i don't know if they're necessarily better than they were last year but it's the year that they've had is better but then you described how the nba does their most improved And it just uh, breakout. It sounds like the breakout, where it's like, well, no, you don't. It's not necessarily a pure numbers thing. It's more of just like your your stage presence, essentially.
1: Yeah, basically, like has this person contributed to their team more? Yes, that's what. That's why I was like most improved because the two people I have very Mm -hmm. much contributed so much more to their respective shows that like if you said this is our most improved, I'd be like, yeah, the fuck it is. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: Who's your first one?
1: uh, I'm going with Dominic Mysterio. At the very beginning of this, or the end of 22, we got this Dirty Dom character that he just started. But man, Mm -hmm. 2023 was the year of Dominic Mysterio. Just the little heat magnet that could. Um, Yeah, He he did such a good job. Literally had one week where he main evented Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. And I think he's the only person to ever do that. Like, that's dope as hell for him. Yeah, that
0: rules. Uh, I have several because, like, as the more I thought about it... Because we joked last week of just, like, oh, there's an obvious pick. So I'm going to do some honorable mentions rapid fire. Uh, Mike Bailey. Mm -hmm. I feel like he started popping up even more places. Like, his name was brought up in so many other places. Plus, like, his appearances with Impact, TNA. uh, That was super exciting. Um, Timeless Tony Storm. This is the year that, again, she's had... She's not, like, a rookie she's no, not new yeah. but like the character work is unrivaled just she's killing it the wendy richter i'm gonna fuck you up moment oh so just good <laughs> so funny uh her presentation the presentation that they've put in with it plus like her just killing that character has been great to see uh, and then another one that I do think has shown a lot of improvement as well as just his presentation has been great. And I think 2024 is going to be a huge year for him. Uh, trick Williams. Yeah. His, his entrance music continues to get me hyped. It even has that like weird reverb from like shitty car speakers mm-hmm. that hits. I love it. Who's your, who was your, uh, other one Dalton?
1: Um, and this is the other one that I'm just like, no, it's obvious Julia
0: Hart. Yeah. This is that was, she was my, she was my number one with a bullet.
1: Yeah. It's one of those that like she's been wrestling more and more. So like immediately that puts you pretty high up on this list because she went from not having a lot of matches to being like, Oh, she's a singles champion now. And like, honestly, she's not having bad matches. Her presentation is so dope, which I mean, you're cheating in a sense because you're with the house of black and like, they just have the dopest like entrance. Um, That's
0: just an aesthetic cheat code.
1: Yeah. Like it is, but she makes it work perfectly for her. Um, her match like and again her match with abaddon uh last week or the week before or whatever that like even sealed it more for me and it came in right at the end that's why we were just like you can't do a best of yet we still have one more pay-per-view um mm-hmm. if we would have done this two weeks ago we wouldn't have been able to talk about how our AEW champion is samoa joe uh right. which man 2024 spoilers is wild. <laughs> 2024 is wild um <laughs> but yeah no Julia hart did such a good job stepping it up and like As a manager with House of Black and even as a singles, like, super great. Um, So that's like I wanted this category strictly so we could talk about Dominic and Julia. And just gush. Yeah. Uh,
0: So I actually didn't even have Dominic on my list just because, like, he finished out 23 so strong Mm -hmm. that it's just like, yeah, no, this is about where I would expect him to be. Oh yeah. Like it, we talked about it last year of just like, no, we could be, t- if they play it right, we could be talking about Dominic at the end of 23. Like we were talking about Sammy Zayn at the end of 20. I was
1: just about to say that,
0: <laughs> which he didn't quite get there to me. Like just because they didn't let him, like he didn't have something as important as Sammy Zayn had to work with. And it's also super but important to know everything he did. He crushed.
1: Yeah. And also like Sammy Zayn, like 20 plus year veteran versus Dominic. Who's still in his first like 10 years like right. there is something to be said about just the experience levels cuz like if someone said they have Dominic Mysterio in their top wrestler of the year I would be like oh I mean he is the most entertaining which at the end of the day like I can't argue that like yeah. he is hands down one of the most entertaining people in wrestling
0: today um and but yeah again this is all just our personal like this is who yeah. we thought was favorite this isn't we're not saying they were necessarily the best but just this is this is who Stood out to us as some of our favorite stuff. Um, and then the other... The last two honorable mentions before I think... Another really big one. Um, and all three of these are people... That have obviously had... Careers up until this point. But just the presentation... And the character... And the focus finally clicked. And it, now it feels like everybody else is seeing... The shit that we already knew. First off... Christian Cage. Yeah. The character work that he's doing now is absolutely untouchable, especially, and I would, I would put it up against any other version of Christian, like NWA TNA undefeated street, Christian coalition, the CLB uh, peep squad one more match. This is so good. Uh, and then swerve Strickland. Yeah. Just the, the feud with Adam page was a star making program and hopefully aw follows up with it but otherwise his 2023 is undeniable and then my other number one pick um uh, is la night yeah look at the way the crowd finally connected with like i keep seeing on tiktok like these entrances are 10 months apart and it's his music playing and him coming out and nobody really making like giving a shit and then it's hit the l a night and the crowd just going absolutely berserk saying his name with him to the ring the yeah the just it it, the packages finally come together Um, and this is another one though that like man wwe really needs to capitalize
1: yeah so this is a weird question you may not know it off the top of your head did we have the segment where bray like fucks him up in front of taker did that happen at the beginning of this year because if it would have happened it would have happened at the beginning
0: uh, Bray White Undertaker entering because like, I think it was, I'm pretty sure because that's
1: how he started. Because he we started the year with the uh, the
0: yeah, January 23rd, 2023. Yeah,
1: so that's how he started his year. And not saying that being in a segment with Bray was bad, but like that whole feud and that whole story did nothing to put LA night over, and he like got past that and then. Was able to become LA Knight within. And by the way, not it didn't take him all year. It took no, him yeah. like it took him like three months. <laughs> like mm-hmm. by the time after Mania season was over, he was like, "All right, and now it's my turn." Um, and he took that ball and ran with that. Um, which is cool to see. I just I I like looking at how people start there because like yes, Dominic Mysterio, like we said last year, because I know we talked about it. Um, because he had just did the whole, like, mommy just slapped, or mom just slapped mommy bit, and I don't know why mm-hmm. that's still one of my favorite things ever, but, like, we were, t- I remember talking about it being like, no, Dominic Mysterio could have the exact same thing happen that Sammy had to him, where he starts with goofy shit and then turns that goofy shit into the, the most fun things we watch, and that's exactly what he did. Um, but, like, LA Knight, like, started almost at the bottom of just being like, nope, your job is to put over Bray because we need him over, like... We need to reestablish him. We're gonna do it at your expense. Um, and then like build from there. Um, and he mm-hmm. he didn't build from like he like Fortnite built from there. He was just like the whole time to get it back, and he did in big form where he was main event in a blood money show with a Roman. I almost said taker. Ooh, that was weird. Um but yeah, no, LA night's a big one too.
0: Yeah. Uh next up, let's talk pay-per-view or event. I only got, of the year. I got one for each company. I uh, do too. One for each major company. I don't
1: have impact. That's that's a you moment if you did that.
0: Uh, no, I I mostly just stuck with I was like shout out to Backlash. Uh mm-hmm. oh because yeah. that was just a great show in general. Yeah, and it had. and I know we'll talk more about it. We'll talk more about it here in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I have I have one for each. Um I'll let you start since I started the breakout. Uh mine was WrestleDream. I thought that was what top to bottom, like such a great show. Um, the, it had Kingston versus Shibata, um, uh, Kojima, Statlander, and Julia Hart. Um, uh, I don't, I need to have my notes pulled up. It was the first Swerve Strickland hangman page match. Yeah. Uh, it had, uh, FTR and Aussie open, like that match ruled just, this was, this was probably my favorite of the year for AEW.
1: I just confused forbidden door and wrestle dream. Whoops.
0: Forbidden door was also very good. Cause you were, Um, you were saying had probably
1: you were saying matches and I said, Kojima punk. And I was like, wait a minute. Nope. That was not that that was forbidden door. My bad. That was on me um no wrestle dream was really good and yeah no like there was a lot of the first swerve hangman match was insanely good um yeah no i'll let you keep talking about it i'm sorry i interrupted you to be wrong
0: no you're no you're good um it had the brian danielson versus zack saber jr match that was real good which was one of my match of the year contenders spoiler alert um it just it was such a it was such a great show it like and i liked the idea behind it of the you know the uh the tribute nature of it and just this is i like i, I know people give him shit for it but like i genuinely enjoy when tony khan just does shit because he thinks it's cool yeah and because he is a huge wrestling nerd so like this whole pay idea of a pay-per-view was because he's a colossal wrestling nerd and it worked in my favor greatly. Yeah.
1: Um my AEW show of the year is going to be um all in. Uh yeah. very historic night. Uh some of my favorite matches of the year came from this one. Um mm-hmm. it had like barring all of the bullshit that happened before or before and after it, like it was a really solid show. Um Punk and Joe was really really good. Like it did feel a little underwhelming to have MJF and Adam Cole in the main event, but they had such a good match. And I just really, that was also around the peak of, I was enjoying the story they were telling. Um, but yeah, no, I loved all in as a whole. Um, yeah. And then for WWE, it was WrestleMania night one. I,
0: that, that was mine too.
1: Oh, cool. Well, I'm happy that we're matching up on a couple of them. Um, yep. Night two was cool and stuff like that was neat, but like, man you had dominic ray going back to dominic mysterio you had um rhea ripley and charlotte like you had the main event as um
0: Owen's say, insane versus the usos yes
1: which you're gonna laugh even harder about in a, in a little bit uh because i couldn't come up with that off the top of my head but like <laughs> night one was so stacked that like Honestly, if I didn't watch night two, I was not going to be upset by it. I think I, cause I was in St. Louis. I was at St. Louis with a friend that night and she has never watched wrestling before. And I was like, she had just moved into her apartment up there. And I was like, I will hang out with you in your apartment, but I have to watch mania. <laughs> so she has watched zero wrestling. And I was like, all right, well, the good news is it's WrestleMania. So there's going to be about a five minute video package before every match. And I don't need to explain this to you. Because I'd also been drinking So I was like I'm also not going to be able to explain this to you without crying So like I'm going to let WWE spend their money And show you what it means And then I'm going to enjoy the matches I loved Night 1 so much
0: It it was it, If you would switch like Honestly if you would take The um, Intercontinental Triple Threat From Night 2 And put it on Night 1 it would, it would probably be One of my favorite WWE pay-per-views They have ever done Yeah the like that first night, like don't forget the 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 wrestlemania tag showcase fucking ruled, yeah, like kinda out of nowhere. It was a thrown together like nothing match, but they made it work uh, it did kind of, like let's let's swap the the triple threat for the Austin theory beating John Cena in front of the make a wish kids uh, <laughs> that did rule. like that's a, that's how that show started that was it, but it was all up it was all uphill from there, so that's fine,
1: <laughs> that was pretty dope, I forgot they did that on night one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Dominic coming out with that with like one of my favorite entrances of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh in the prison <laughs> the prison van in the poor uh, Rey
1: Mysterio mask that did not work with him. Oh, that was yeah. a bummer. Uh, uh
0: Pat McAfee defeating the Miz. Was that night one? That was night 1 because night 2 was going to be Shane. Oh, that's and right. then Shane blew out. Yeah, Shane got hurt and then it was Snoop Dogg beat the Miz with
1: the hardest rope running I have s- ever seen. <laughs> um, ah, and you know the worst thing is, Snoop didn't even have the worst hitting the ropes of the year. That goes to tires. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh God. We're not doing. I the- need to change my moment of the year. Hang on.
1: <laughs> Snoop Dogg doing something better than the NWA World Champion. Um. Yeah. No night one was super solid, and yeah. I think now would be a great time to go back to wrestling with articulation. Um, we're going to go over to WWE elite really quick. I'm going to quick run these. Cause again, you didn't have buy any of these. So you don't know. Um, I'm going to go with Scott Steiner from elite one Oh five. I'm going to go with, um, the SummerSlam pay-per-view wave. They always do a build a figure wave. We got the dopest Dolph Ziggler figure just in time for him to get released. So I'm happy. We got that. Cause also it's a Dolph Ziggler elite. I'll, I'll buy those every time.
0: Um, Oh, but you only do one of each person shut the fuck up
1: um we got ken shamrock and <laughs> the yes. in the target legends wave i bought two of, actually i bought three of those so i could fix the old ken shamrock and i they made two different versions of ken so i needed both of those um so i have three ken shamrocks in my uh collection did you know he's only was in wwe for like three years i have three versions mm-hmm. of him um yeah so one for each year. yeah yeah makes sense um ruthless aggression line gave us a shelton benjamin from 03 or like 03 04, like whenever he faced michaels who I was fiending for that whenever he signed a legends contract or whenever he signed his contract to get back on SmackDown, like in 2016, I was like, give me a flashback figure. And they waited till right about whenever they released him to make that for me. And then my number one Elite's going to go to defining moments. we that got reintroduced to uh, the elite line and we got defining moments, mankind from the hell in the cell. And that figure is the one that comes with like the head where the tooth is in the nose and they molded the tax on the back of the shirt. Mm -hmm. Um, super great elite, uh,
0: I love that level of attention to detail.
1: Yeah, I like, again, if I'd have been thinking I would have pulled all of the number ones up to show you
0: because they're mm-hmm. all right
1: there. I'm not about to stand up and grab them, though, because I also just recently rearranged all this shit. And well, hey,
0: you know what you could do? Yeah, what's up? Send me pictures and we'll get them posted on the nerdiest part of the ring Instagram.
1: Man, you very much missed. Um, me explaining how I just reset all of these figures. And I'm afraid to breathe in this room right now. No,
0: I, 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 I know. <laughs> I, know what, I said what I said.
1: I'll see what I can do. But yeah, no. Uh, Dalton,
0: do it for the gram.
1: Uh, defining Moments Mankind, uh, definitely my elite of the year. It was super cool. And the fact that like Mattel actually gave us something that was kind of close to like... Not, it's not a blood and guts. It's not nearly that level of detail on blood and stuff. But like the tooth mm-hmm. and the nose and stuff like that, that like, is pretty cool. And then like the tacks in the back of the shirt, it's pretty neat. I can buy that uh, brand new thing they made last year from Ringside, the hardcore set that you told me about, and put the tacks underneath his feet and it would work perfectly. That was a bit from mm-hmm. me having to be like, no, that's old as shit, Asa. Uh, yeah, I just <laughs> they, had,
0: they got another order in or something happened. Um, I was like, oh, this is new.
1: Yeah, so what's our next category? Sorry, again, I'm
0: just going to do this at random. Uh, let's do best feud slash story. Okay. And I gotta find mine too, cause this my doc. I did not do this as cohesively as I did. I not put this down. Have.
1: I did not type a category. I know what my answer is, but I did not type a category out for that. Shit.
0: <laughs> well, I'm assuming one of yours is gonna be Sami Zayn and the Bloodline.
1: Yes. Again, this will, because again, I'll, I'll treat this like pay-per-view, where it is my favorite AEW and favorite WWE, and nothing compares to Sami Zayn and the Bloodline. Um, it went all through 22. They paid it off in 23. They were still kind of teasing it throughout 23, like giving us bits and pieces here and there. Um, and it was so good. And again, we're all very aware how Roman Reigns matches are going to go. But for one night, For one solitary night in 2023, they made me believe that Sami Zayn was going to walk out that bitch with that belt.
0: And they did. And part of the reason that they did such a good job is they acknowledged that it could happen. They had the dude that won the Rumble, who it's like, no, this match is going to be me versus Roman Reigns. They had Cody Rhodes come out and just be like, I want to face you. So if you win, it's me and you and let's go and it'll be great. They didn't try to just, you know, sweep it under the rug, kind of like how I feel like they did L.A. Knight night yeah. in that Saudi match where it's like, hey, he's your number one guy. Cena calls him out specifically, but we're ending the show with the Cody Rhodes Roman Reigns stare down that we may not even get at this point. Um, but yeah, it the the show in Canada just, oh, it was so good. The yeah. moment where you see him start the swing at Roman at the Rumble. That was Rumble, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Rumble. When he ter- when he turned, okay, it was, was it thought. was the
1: beginning of twenty three because that's basically twenty three to Mania or Rumble to Mania was the full like implosion of the bloodline.
0: Yeah, and then this, but like the the implosion, the fallout from it. Even though that did not stick the landing, like I was hoping it would. Like I still, looking back, I don't dislike it as much as I did initially. But like Jay costing Jimmy, I thought was dumb. Him just going back to the bloodline. Even though he's been entertaining, like, as you, kind of the the court jester.
1: You mean Jimmy costing Jay?
0: Yeah, I got it backwards. As soon as I said it, I realized yeah. I fucked it up. You're good. Um, Like, I didn't love that. And nothing, nothing Roman has done has been as interesting since the Sammy stuff. Even, like, his feud with Jay. I haven't liked as much as what he's done with Sammy. Yeah. But, yeah, that was such a good story and like the good fallout of even jay coming to raw and just being like hey everyone kind of hates me because they should but sammy is just such a good person that he's like no no i'm vouching for and same thing with like cody you've got sammy and cody who are like no he's cool and everybody's just like okay i won't murder you except for drew mcintyre yeah who is just like no fuck you Um, uh the other wwe one that i had um was uh I loved Becky Lynch and Trip uh Becky Lynch and Tristratus. Stratus.
1: Mm-hmm. That was really good.
0: We got some cool ma- the the heel turn was expected kind of like it was kind of it was telegraphed, that's what I'll say. But like the matches they got out of it, the fact that they got Zoe Stark um like as a prominent figure on Raw they did well with her. Like, I just, I thought it was super entertaining. Even like Trish Stratus being like, no, I'm not here for a nostalgia tour. I'm here to prove that I'm better than all of them. They are now. Yeah. It kind of blows my mind that they haven't done anything with her since, but that hopefully, could
1: flee. That could just be I'm her hoping Royal known. Rumble. Oh yeah, that's true. I
0: don't think it, she said like, no, she's, she wants to do more. So I'm hoping she comes back at the rumble and, and starts some shit with some people.
1: Um, and then, yeah, no, uh, Swerve and Hangman. That yep. is that is my feud of the year. Um, that is my feud in all of wrestling of the year. In a year of really good, like, storytelling against two people that just want to beat the shit out of each other, I legit think that Swerve and Hangman made me care the most about them wanting to beat the shit out of each other. Um, Swerve started off saying if I had the, the same amount of opportunities as you did, I'd be the first a- or black AEW champion. Um, Hangman doing the most Hangman promo about stealing uh, Nana's weed after he beat yeah. Swerve. Like, it, it, it had its weird moments. And, like, and that's fine. Because, again, I do think at the end of the day, like, Swerve not winning clean in either of those matches is very important for when he wins the AEW title this year. Because mm-hmm. Hangman can come and say he has a stake. Be like, you've never beat me without your embassy. Like... You you don't know what it means to actually be a true champion. I did. Da, 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 da. Like you can tell that story that way, um, yep. and it's still really good. And like yeah, no, those are two of my favorite athletes. Like going
0: today, you you kind of you you didn't even mention what is going to which is in one of my moments of the year of Swerve breaking into Hangman's house and cutting a promo over his son's crib. Yeah, the most ice cold motherfucker in professional wrestling which again and is Samoa Joe is act <laughs> I was about to say which is weird cuz I still have to talk about my
1: promo of the year and swerved it and get it like mm-hmm. cuz again I only have one for pro well I have two for promo but one of them is very much just a this made Dalton happy which again oh I have a personal favorites too for my match of the year whenever we get there I forgot I made yeah. a side category um but yeah no like There was a lot they did on that whenever, like... And, yeah, they did it in WWE 2 with Triple H and Randy Orton with home invasions and stuff like that. But this was good. Um, And it's really insane what you can do with a home invasion if it's done well. And uh, Swerve did it well. Because, yeah, again, that was some... Borderline psychopathic shit.
0: Taking the art from his fridge that his child did and stapling it to the man? Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Just... Uh it's so good it was so good uh that is also my favorite feud of the year um real quick shout out to edge and christian because another one of my promos because i lumped promo and moment together um kind of or so i have promos of the year but then i do have like moments of the year and christians go fuck yourself oh yeah that's that's one of my moments of just like oh so good you knew it was coming he's such a slimy piece of shit the patriarchy uh i love it i love it so much um and then honestly i i i started the year off annoyed by it i didn't enjoy it because i didn't think that they were going to spend the time with it that they did and that they needed to mjf and adam cole okay start to finish has been very very good Um, I wasn't super on board initially because I assumed they were going, because this is like the third time they've made MJF kind of a face, but not really. And so I didn't think they were going to commit, but the fact that they did, and it actually worked as well as it did, we got some great moments between the two of them. Uh, unfortunately, Adam Cole's injury totally fucked stuff up. But even then, like, yeah, I didn't love MJF winning handicap matches and then still, you know, winning main events. Like, that was kind of a little Super MJF-y for me. But, overall, I loved that story. The reveal at World's End. I thought we talked about it last week in our review. Like, that image of Cole just sitting on the chair mm-hmm. with, the ha- with his hair in his face. It was so good. It was done so well. So, but yeah, o- overall, to me and to Dalton both, uh, Swerve Strickland in Hangman Adam Page was top of the year yeah um Uh, so well we already kind of talked about it moment of the year uh so my list included swerve breaking into hangman's house it included go fuck yourself it included sammy hitting roman with the chair to turn two that are very recent but i don't think it's recency bias they just it i would have loved this no matter when it happened Uh, Samoa Joe winning the AEW World Championship. Yeah. Clean as a whistle. Just choked a motherfucker out. Choked a motherfucker out. As God intended. (laughs) Uh, well, I don't have moment down, but we
1: all know what it is. Um, fuck, Bad Bunny had the coolest goddamn (laughs) entrance. It keeps popping up in my TikTok. I think it's because I talk about it so much. Like, you remember in the middle of the year where they were just like, you ever ask a guy if they ever think about the Roman Empire? Like, the shoot, Roman Empire, not Roman Reigns? Mm-hmm. Like, that's my Roman Empire. I fucking, <laughs> I'll just be in the middle of the car and just be like, bump, 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 bump. And it just, the song plays, and I'm just like, that <laughs> was the dopest shit ever. I've been to concerts where people sing the song the whole time. Like, that's not, <laughs> I've been to a Def Leppard concert. I get it. But, like, it happened. In a fucking wrestling crowd, and it wasn't Jericho, it wasn't like Seth Rollins, it wasn't Nakamura, it was a celebrity. Now, granted, it was his music, like he is cheating, and he was in his home country, it is cheating.
0: But like and he is the most streamed artist like of all time, he is cheating.
1: But it ruled so goddamn hard that like it's Barry Bonds of steroids. Like yeah, he was cheating, but the motherfucker still got to hit the ball. Like <laughs> Bad Bunny will have the single greatest entrance of all time. Better than Michael's at fucking Mania with the coming down from the rat, like, the best entrance ever. And he didn't do anything besides wheel a goddamn card out. It was so cool. Like, just the the visual of how hyped that stadium got, or that arena got, and then, like, the fact that they did the whole song, and it was so fucking dope. And that crowd was hot the whole show. It wasn't like a Mojo Raleigh NXT crowd where they only got hyped for him. And that was it. Like it was the whole show, but yeah, I know. But like, uh, the whole show they were, but the second that bad Bunny's music hit and they just, they, they carried that ish the whole way through. And it ruled so goddamn hard. It beats anything moment of the wise moment wise of the year for me by so much. And I don't know why, This has been in my head since it's happened. Backlash happened right after Mania, Asa. It's been Mm -hmm.
0: there since. (laughs) So mine that I also think it's not as iconic like that, like that will go down. Like they will be making YouTube videos of top entrances of all time, like on the WWE YouTube. And that'll be on there. Yes. This isn't going to make any of those lists. This hits very personally for me of my moment of the year. And it was John Moxley and Excalibur on commentary. <laughs> and it was Excalibur <laughs> saying Swear Jar every time Moxley swore. Including the... Kick his fucking head in. Swear Jar. No, I covered my microphone. We're we all, all wearing them. microphones. We all have microphones, Jon. Oh... John. <laughs> oh. just it it broke me so much and it was because it was very reaffirming at how important commentary is Mm -hmm. because i to pull the curtain back a little bit uh, and get maybe a little too real for the podcast i feel that i don't contribute enough in a weird way like because i i in my my dumb brain is like oh you only do commentary it's not, you know, it's not that serious, bro. But then, like, you have people like Brian Danielson and John Moxley who treat it with the respect and treat wrestling with the respect that it deserves to be. Yes, you also do that. Like, yes. No, I, that's not what I'm looking for. I don't uh, give
1: a fuck if that's what you're looking for. That's what I'm going to say. But, but the, yes, go ahead.
0: But so Moxley getting that hyped up and that excited about watching his friends just kick the shit out of people. Yeah. And (laughs) it was so much fun to watch. And then, but also just Excalibur in the, in the very much like AEW dark swear jar.
1: That's the one time that I'm okay with that kind of behavior. Cause at least mm-hmm. there was good commentary happening alongside it. Whenever it's just Taz being like, you know why they call him Big Bill? Well, his name is Bill, and he's freaking big. Oh. Like that <laughs> okay, also <laughs> second place him over the year. <laughs> yeah. Like because he's bi- his name's Bill, Bill and he's, Bill he's freaking big. big. Like yes, but whatever. It's my because like again, there the gravitas is there of just like swear jar. It's just like yeah, because we just had a grown man yell at a predetermined sport. Fuck that guy. <laughs> like <laughs> like it was yeah, that was really good. Um, Oh, that was Russell dream too. Yeah.
0: I think so. Yeah. Cause that was, I'm pretty sure that was
1: Zack Sabre jr. And, uh, Danielson. Yeah. Cause he did commentary for Claudio and Barnett. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Wheeler, Yuta and. Oh, fuck. I can't remember. That might've been, was it Shibata? It might've been Shibata a fact. Check me while I keep talking. And then Danielson and Zack Sabre jr. But he did such a good job putting all of those matches over without being professional which is really, like... So, I've been wrestling for five... Oh, it was Kingston Shibata. Kingston Shibata. Uh, it was Yuta and... Fuck, it might have been Garcia.
0: I don't know. I'm not seeing them on...
1: The card. Did they have a zero-hour match? They might have had a zero-hour match. Anyway, um... But, yeah, no, the, just the gravitas of, like, him actually... in like... So, anyway, I've been wrestling for six years, and I've heard people try to be funny commentators that swear a lot. And... Oh. And it never works. Go ahead,
0: Ricky Starks. It was, oh, it was yeah. Starks and Yuta. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Down.
1: and like, yeah, I've heard people try to be that person, and it never works because you, d- those people, don't know what wrestling truly is and how it should work. Moxley understands it more than ninety nine point nine percent of the population so he's able to be that person and be that character because for one that's just who he is as a human and two he still understands at the end of the day like if he's on commentary he has to get that match over and he has to make it important and he was really good at it um yeah that was (laughs) swear jar i covered the mic we all have mics john oh oh (laughs) um uh, i I think i think now's a great time to talk about aew's uh oh wait a minute are we doing promo of the year too
0: we have promo wrestler, uh, promo wrestler, and match, and tag.
1: Okay, cool. Well, uh, on AEW's uh, side of the thing, that a very slim year. They did not release nearly what the amount that they did the last couple years, which is fine. As my wallet breathes a sigh of relief. Oh, dude, twenty twenty three is going, or twenty twenty four is going to be a motherfucker though. We got Ring of Honor coming out. Um, anyway, uh, AEW. Uh, I'll try to put this in a quick, quick uh, five list. Ruby Soho's action figure was really good. Um, that might like If I had a women's yeah. category this year Ruby Soho's is number one um, Blood and Guts Wheeler Yuta Bought it twice It's not the only time I'm going to say that on this list um, But I, I love the Blood and Guts line uh, Our friend Tyler from Kansas City got me into them And I was like oh, I guess I'll get into them And then they came out with Wheeler Yuta It's the only way to get Wheeler Yuta right now um, uh, Super great uh, Ringside exclusive uh, Very nice, very evil Danhausen one of the better soft goods I've seen on a wrestling figure in quite a while. And the box itself is cool. Cause it, he's like doing the Cape.
0: That's what I was going to point out is because this is one that I also got. And I love the packaging as someone who does inbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The it's like him revealing himself yeah. as like, you know, he's selling knockoff Rolexes yeah. on a New York street corner in 1988. Um, and then, it's awesome. um,
1: I have the blood and guts two pack from the dog collar match, uh, MJF and CM Punk. Ah, man. I get that not a lot of people like bloody action figures, but they did it correct with this time. Like, even the dog collars themselves, like the toy, like the accessory, it's so good. And I love those figures. Those are like a couple of prominently displayed figures. And then my AEW figure of the year, which is very funny. Again, a figure I bought twice is the Supreme CM Punk. It took them a lot to get a normal CM Punk made correctly, but when they came out with it, they came out swinging like a motherfucker. And the good news is it's still at Walmart. Uh, I suggest if you're a wrestling fan and you like action figures, you need this Punk. Um, don't buy two of them like I did. You just need one, but like, it's super cool. It's the only... Uh, Brian Meyer said on the res, uh, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, it's super important. It's the only figure in CM Punk history that you can actually do the pose with his hands crossed because um, of the, shoulder, the butterfly joints. Now, granted... That'll get broken next year whenever the ultimate comes out. But as of right now, that supreme is the only one you can do that with, and you can do the go to sleep perfectly because it comes with the hands. Like, it's a really, really good figure, and I have both those poses because I bought two of them. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So
0: anyway, I like that. They, I like that they have that. Yeah. Uh, tag team of the year. Uh, this one was rough for me just because it, there wasn't a lot of like standout tag moments. Like, and I know I'm saying that as. Night one of WrestleMania was main evented by Kevin Steen and Sami Zayn. Or Kevin Steen. Jesus Christ. That was a good one. I'm surprised you didn't say El Kevin Generico. Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. Um, but uh, my honorable mentions, uh, the Ace and Bay Connection ABC. It oh, impact. yeah. Fucking rule. It's so good. You see the new belts um, today? Yeah. Gorgeous. That, that is on, I have that on one of the news stories for...
1: Yeah, sorry. This- it's just, it, I saw it today and tna's belts look fucking gorgeous
0: this time through like because we've seen the x division and we've seen the tag now. and they're both fucking beautiful anyway go ahead keep yeah. going um judgment day yeah is like a stable that's kind of cheating but like no they've been one of the most entertaining acts Asa, in wrestling
1: the the judgment day are also on my i have three they're number two
0: nice yeah um and then mjf and cole fair i think so i think
1: that's the issue with the tag team division a lot because like so here's mine going from three to one i did three on this mm-hmm. one i have the usos at number three because fuck there's not a lot of things better than the usos like an usos tag match they're so good yeah um i have Josh. them
0: versus roman and uh solo that's fucking ruled yeah yeah and that
1: was great once i get through the the list i'll explain why this year was kind of hard with tag teams Uso's at number three because again they just didn't go the full year. Judgment Day at number two. I am always enjoyed like that goofy fucking match they did with Owens and Zayn was the most bonkers thing ever, but I loved that match.
0: Mm -hmm. Them popping up with the the, the the jerseys jerseys on,
1: fucking nuts. And then uh, number one, and this is not shocking at all. FTR, because again some things are just evergreen. Like something like sky is blue, water's wet. FTR is fucking good at tag matches. Um, I think the issue the issue with tag. Um, is that there's not a lot of teams that teamed all year. Yeah. Like Uso split, um, Zane and Owens couldn't get healthy at the same time to save their lives. That kind of screwed them up. Um, really the only, like, besides the acclaimed, but they're six man right now. Like, and they honestly didn't have the tag year that they probably should have after the 2022 they had. But like, we just didn't have a lot of teams. Like even think about it, like Jey Uso and Cody Rhodes was the tag team champions in the middle of the year. Like for a week. Yeah, it was. It was a real weird year for tag team wrestling, but like, if you're on WWE side, AEW is still same thing. You have Big Bill and um Starks, and like Cole and MJF. Like, it was a real weird year for tag team wrestling. Um, but FTR, man, that
0: that them versus um Bullet Club, Bullet Club Gold. Gold.
1: Oh yeah, don't worry, K- we're gonna talk about it.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, and then I also my on the WWE side just because they did great in NXT I feel like 2024 is going to be like their breakout like their breakout year Uh, the Creed Brothers just inhuman levels of athleticism and physical ability and I cannot wait to see what they do coming plus like Authors of Painter back Uh, we got DIY reunion is official there could be some good shit there could be some good shit um, wrestler of the year I broke mine down to men and women are we skipping just like are we are, do what? are we still doing promo
1: it just feels past promo yeah you did because uh, like
0: oh yeah you're right I have it out of order of what I figured we Which do. we'll do promo and then we'll go into the wrestlers of the year and then we'll do we'll end with match, match All right, that's why I was just like oh that was weird no good call um, good call because then, after- then I would have been like oh yeah promo
1: uh, and then after promo I'll do my last of the toys and then we'll be done with that um, cool. I only have two And they're both coming from AEW And one of them is a legitimate answer And the other one is Dalton just loved this We're going to start with the Dalton just loved this um, Remember that time that wheeler Yuta lost a match And then Claudio cut a promo On the guy, I think it was Daniel Garcia Being like, what do you think that's impressive We beat up Wheeler-Uda Yuta day And he just uppercuts him For oh, like yeah. a minute and fucking half Of just uppercutting wheeler Yuta." And I can't tell you besides that line Of just like, what, you think it's impressive beating him We beat this guy every day And him just Mm -hmm. uppercutting them the whole time. Um, It's impressive that Claudio was able to keep a coherent train of thought through it because, like, he just, and he was putting them in. Like, it was gross. I loved it. Um, But my promo of the year, and again, it's not even close. I don't even have a WWE representation for it because nothing beat this. It's okay because you're my property now. Samoa Joe telling MJF, "You don't have to worry about the devil, because you're my property now. And when you're my property, nobody touches you without my permission." Mother, yes, (laughs) we in the year, the same year that we had Swerve Strickland cut a promo over Adam Cole's baby, we had Adam Pages. Oh shit, Adam Pages, my bad. Um, we had (laughs) Samoa Joe say the fucking coldest thing to MJF. This, these devils have been an issue for a while for MJF, and Samoa Joe is just like, no, I want you at the top of your game, and I'll make sure it happens, all to, to find out that he that's not what he was doing. But just the promo, I remember, I watched it live, and I remember texting you, being like, holy fucking shit, he said this on a microphone, Samoa Joe is my favorite wrestler of all time. <laughs> It was know. Uh, and we had homeless Adam Cole in the middle of it. It was it was wild. It was a weird promo.
0: I I so I have several. Um shout out to pretty much any time Eddie Kingston spoke during the Continental Classic. Oh yeah, uh, all of those promos were real good. His with Moxley, his with Danielson, talking about Claudio, just Eddie Kingston knocked it out of the park. Um Alex Coughlin's promo that he did after the G1.
1: Oh, okay. Where
0: he talks about like his uncle, who was a huge wrestling influence to him, died and he didn't go to the funeral because he stayed at the dojo to train. He didn't get to see him win his first championship. He didn't get to see the first piece of merch and just like him talking about why he belongs there and like the respect that he was not shown from the company, just having to be like a replacement. Like it was so good. It was so good because it was one of those like, oh, this like this is real. Yeah. Like these are real feelings crossing in, uh, in the best kind of way. New Japan's really good for that. Uh, Christian Cage, another one. Just him talking about people's dads. The one that stood out to me was, uh, him talking about Wardlow, and being like, "Don't worry, I'm not going to talk about your dad. Like I talked about my previous opponent's dad." Because why would I? Your dad's not famous. <laughs> your, your dad is not notable enough for me to talk about. <laughs> so instead, he talked about Arn Anderson and how, like, Brock left and now he's got to like he's looking for his son. And oh, it's it's so good. He's such a piece of shit. He's so good at being a piece of shit, too. And then but some of the best promos of this year, I thought, were Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman. Oh, yeah. Leading into the Mania match and even like Cody talking to Sami Zayn. Like, him telling him, like, no, you finish your story, and then, you know, we'll talk after. Like, those were really good, um, but I gotta give, mine being, Gunther just absolutely bodying the Miz. <laughs> yeah. That shit was gross, uh, but it made those matches so much better. Yeah,
1: that really did. Uh.
0: But yeah, the Smojo one is, also, is just, awesome.
1: I, I was watching it live, which is rare. I don't watch wrestling. I usually watch it on playback a lot. And just, I watched it live. I was like, oh, I came in on a spicy one. Uh, yeah. So we're going to round out wrestling with articulation. Um, at around the right time, we, we'd be doing do it during a normal show. We're going to do the ultimates of the year. The WWE ultimates were hands down my favorite action figures of the year. Um, I did not buy an ultimate this year thinking, man, I wasted $35. They all fucking rule. Uh, the Usos were kind of lame. But they just came out with the Jimmy Uso uh, Elite that made me fix that one. So now I like that set a lot more. I love buying DLC for my action figures. Um, Anyway, back to the top figures um, of the year for the WWE Ultimate. Um, I'm going to start from the bottom and go to the top. Um, I'm going to go to Amazon Taker with the Gobbly Gooker set. Uh, Not the Gobbly Gooker. That figure is fucking stupid. Um, I'm very upset that I spent $70 for a debut taker ultimate. Uh, no, I'm not. Cause it rules that hard. And it came out at the same time as the brother love elite. And those two, it's so fucking cool. Um, then I'm going to go to, uh, target had a exclusive, uh, rock. We got like 1999, the rock in ultimate form. He comes with a track suit that you can take on and off, um, So that was super cool. I was able to do a lot with that figure. It was a great figure as is. And there was a lot of cool things I was able to do with customs with it. So that was super helpful there. Um, Coliseum collection uh, came out with a banger right at the end of the year. I got this right before Christmas. Uh, Roddy Piper from the LJN inspired. I did have to do a shirt swap on it, but even without the shirt swap, it's perfect. It's 80s Piper without the long hair. It was like whenever he had the shortcut during the manias. And it's just such a... If you're a Piper fan, you need it. It comes with a cloth kilt. It's super dope. Um, and then the last two... I, I'm very conflicted on mm-hmm. what number one is. Because one is legitimately one of the greatest figures, wrestling figures of all time. But I like the one that I like more. So I'm going to... Two is going to be one of the greatest wrestling figures that ever came out. Um, Ultimate, regular Ultimate Wave, uh, Seth Rollins. It came with that super like stained glass uh, kind of looking... Uh, entrance robe. It came with three really um, emotive Seth Rollins faces. Um, It's an Ultimate, so it has really good articulation. The gear is very awesome. Um, It is legitimately one of my favorite wrestling figures ever made. Unfortunately for that figure, it also came out whenever Ruthless Aggression era RVD came out from ECW's One Night Stand, and that's probably one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time from 06. And it was the Cash-in gear. The only thing that was missing was the briefcase. I legitimately can't believe they didn't do that. But um, that RVD Ultimate is, like, whenever he re-signed, there was a couple of gears I wanted. That was one of them. And they gave it to us in an Ultimate. I was super worried I wasn't going to get it because it was a Walmart exclusive. I got it, like, right away. Uh, But, yeah, I love that figure. And the Ultimates as a whole have been, like... And this was the same year that, like, Razor Ramon came out. Um, We got a new Bret Hart in all pink. Like, the Ultimates had a great year. And I had to narrow it down to five. And even then I'm just like, oh, but there's other great ultimates (laughs) that came out. Like Rick Rude had an ultimate come out in that Coliseum collection with, and Jake the Snake, like those two didn't make it in. We got Muhammad Ali, um, and boxing gear and ref gear that didn't make it. Like there was a lot of cool ultimates that came out. The Usos came out. Those were cool. Minus, like, I think I just got a bad batch. Um, and then the Jimmy just kind of fell flat, but like there was so many good ultimates that came out this year alone. We got an O2 Brock Lesnar. That was super fucking dope. Like, Ultimates killed it this year. But that wraps up wrestling with articulation. Now we can get to the big guys, which is good, because we got an hour in, and I still gotta make spaghetti. So we're not fucking blasting through them, but Asa, what's our next category?
0: Uh, Women's Wrestler of the Year. I've got two for each. Uh, WWE. It's gotta be EO Sky and Becky Lynch. Um, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Spoiler alert: Both had Charlotte missed a lot of the year, and now she's going to miss a lot of this year too, if not the rest of it. Um, with the ACO, fucking just awful injury that she um, suffered. But like Ripley had the Zelina Vega few like match that was really really good. She's had good matches. Like I, th- I haven't left a Ripley performance being like, ah, oh, that was rough. But like, consistently Becky Lynch. As NXT champion uh has just been consistent the, the feud with Trish I talked about earlier, like she's just been another just sure thing fucking guarantee. Um and then Sky as well, like her winning the championship, her winning money in the bank, um uh, with the handcuff thing, like handcuffing yeah. Bailey to I think it was Becky, uh and climbing up over Bailey to get the title, like the damage control stuff has been great. Um, she's just the uh, her matches with Bianca, like it, it's been so fucking good.
1: Uh, so my two WWE ones are Rhea Ripley and E.O. Sky.
0: Nice. Um, because
1: again, Rhea Ripley had one of my favorite matches of the whole year at WrestleMania, yeah. and it's real like, and. Again, Charlotte being gone as long as she did, that kind of takes her out of it. But, like, Rhea being there consistently now, is she wrestling a whole lot? No. But I think that says something about Rhea Ripley. Because, like, especially in the age of, like, are women's wrestling, like, they're getting booked better, but, like, are they kind of those situations? Like, Rhea Ripley is one of the most over people in the world, like, in the world of wrestling right now. And she isn't having to wrestle. Now, granted, she's there every week, and she's doing a lot on the shows, but, like, she's not even having to wrestle as much, and she's still getting, like, that high praise. And again, that match she had at Mania. It made Ric Flair cry and swear that they should have been the main event. That's how good it was.
0: Um, They, to, so, spoiler alert for Match of the Year, Uh, they kind of had, I think it very much was the, like, because leading up to it, it was kind of the, okay, a tag team championship match is never main event at WrestleMania. Uh-huh. But also, like, Ripley versus Charlotte are big enough names, and the story they're telling has enough, juice to it it could main event night one and we didn't know which way that was going to go until the show yeah and they wrestled like they had a chip on their shoulder they wrestled like all right you're not gonna put us on last good luck fucking following us yeah and it shows and that match fucking rocked i loved that match so much yeah
1: spoiler alert it's in my top five of the year
0: yep um so
1: I got to give it to Ripley for that. And then my AEW, um, I feel so bad for Hater, because she started the year so hot. She's in my top mm-hmm. of the year. Because, again, whenever you talk about the women's division, I think whenever she had the belt, it was the most like solidified that division was. Or at least that division, yes. Because in AEW, you got AEW Worlds, and then you got TBS. That women's belt was real weird whenever she wasn't holding it. Like, yeah. it bounced around a lot. We were trying to figure out what was going on. But whenever Hater had it, she was holding it down. So she's my top on that. And then I got Statlander as the uh, other one from AEW. Again, she beat Jade. Um, They did give her meaningful matches afterwards. Um, And like.
0: The Ben Stiller. Yeah, the gear.
1: Multiple, um, which is so fucking great. Um, (laughs) And also, like, I've loved Statlander for the longest time. And I'm very happy that she's finally getting that. Like, I'm just happy she's getting her flowers from Stokely on uh, Ring Announcing now. (laughs) God,
0: she slapped the shit out that boy. <laughs> Just whack. Uh, Statlander <laughs> and her, was and one her of partner,
1: Willow Nightingale.
0: <laughs> Statlander was one of mine, for sure. Um, but I I have to have my number one women's wrestler overall of the year is Athena. Oh, yeah. She has the entirety of Ring of Honor on her back and shoulders. And she is marching it like, into relevancy and carrying that shit. The minion and training stuff has been a ton of fun. Um, Her match with Billy Starks uh, that main evented uh, the last pay-per-view that they did was great. She's putting on great performances in the ring. She's doing fantastic character work. Um, Tony Storm, like the timeless Tony stuff kind of kicked in a little bit late for me to really... Like, I love it and we've, we've gushed about it on the show already so much. But it just... Athena has been... The, uh, the, she has been the constant. Yes. Of, and granted, like, she's not getting a ton of time on AEW, but that's how good she's been. Is, like, she's just the, 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 the AEW ROH, she is the constant. Yeah. And when, just, hell yeah.
1: Whenever they move her up, when they can move her up, like, if they don't put her
0: in a prominent spot, they are fumbling a big old bag on that one. Yeah, absolutely. So. Be very interesting to see what she does. Which I mean I mean she's not gonna do anything else unless she starts defending the ROH title on AEW because she is the forever ROH champion. Her and Joe. We
1: know this. Her and Joe.
0: God, I hope her, she- her and Gunther. Her and Gunther. Because if Joe's the forever champion, then Swerve can't win it.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I'll give so, you I'll give you that.
0: Uh men's wrestler of the year. Um, uh, I want to give a shout out to Judgment Day. We've talked about them at length though already, mm-hmm. but I'm just kind of lumping them together as a group for as a performer of the year. Um,
1: I'm going to let you know this year. I very much answered it like the markiest mark that's ever marked. Um, I literally looked at matches and I was like, <laughs> what do what I like personally. And it's a shame mm-hmm. that my favorite things in wrestling is wrestling. Like, <laughs> cause again, if you can, if you can put on a good match, I don't give a fuck how good of a promo you are. That's why Wheeler Ute is my favorite. Um, like, I don't care how good of a promo you are. If you can wrestle a, a great match, that's what I'm into. So my top four—I only did four this year. Um, we can start with WWE. We want to start with AEW on this one.
0: Uh, whichever, because I only have one WWE entrant. Okay, cool. We'll do a WWE then. We'll put them together. Um, my two on A or on WWE
1: is Seth Rollins and Jay Uso. I like Uso came like showed up and showed out this year. In just dramatic fashion, he started the year as a team, and like again had one of my favorite matches of the year in that tag match at Mania. Um, told a great story, even though he only has the one look on his face like someone shot his dog. And like, if you would have told me that Jay Uso was one of my favorite things in the middle of the year, and in the middle of it, he held the tag titles with somebody not his brother. I would be like, what am I smoking this year that made me think this? But he did such a good job. His match with Roman was really good. Um, And just like like you said earlier, he showed up on Monday Night Raw, and they told the story of, I know y'all should hate me, but just hear me out. And then along with telling that great story, also just having really good fucking matches the whole time. And again, as someone that just is like... I don't think this, but from what everybody Because he's a twin. It, like, he is double-screwed in this situation. He's a twin, and he's only ever been in a tag team. And I'm sure a lot of people pigeonhole him and his tag team guy. Yeah, But he's so much more than that. And not saying Jimmy isn't, but Jimmy hasn't gotten the chance to show what Jay has this year. Like, Jay has been so important to WWE that they got copyrighted on a, a shirt, and then WWE just went, we're going to have to buy this shit. And went out mm. and got it. So we could have Yeet back. Like...
0: And then sold a version of the shirt that made it look blurry.
1: Yeah, like, he's been a just a money printer for him recently. And then Seth Rollins, again, it goes back to FTR. Like, some things are just every year Seth Rollins is Top Wrestler of the Year. And I'm going to be like, yeah, sounds right.
0: It's, yeah, it's, it's where he sits. And kind of like, so Rollins and, like, Jason is a great pick. Like, you're not wrong at all. Um, Rollins and McIntyre are two very much that it's just like, if we were here all night, and if, if this was just a, let's talk about our favorite wrestlers of the year, they 100% are on my list. Yeah. But just for the sake of, like, what I really want to talk about, I didn't include them. But, no, you were 100% like, so, between Jay and and Rollins. So,
1: since you only have one for WWE, can I try to guess it? Yeah. Gunther?
0: And it, it, Yes. Alright, cool. Because I was With just like... a bullet. Not only is he my favorite wrestler of WWE, he is my favorite wrestler of the year. It's a, uh, he had a great year. His, and I didn't mean to cut you off on Rollins, so I want to get back to that. But, like, Gunther's Intercontinental Championship reign is the greatest of all time. Yes. there, you, There is not a, and, and not only is he the best Intercontinental Championship reign of all time, I think you could make the argument that in the history of professional wrestling, he's having the best championship reign. Because when you look at Gunther versus Roman Reigns, Mm-hmm. What can you say about Roman Reigns matches? It's it's like you said, he's playing the hits, but you know exactly what you're gonna get yeah. to a T. Ref bump, bloodline, one spear, suddenly he's not hurt anymore. Yeah. Roman retains. Gunther wins matches with a, not even with the same move. He'll he'll put someone in a sleeper. He'll hit him with a power bomb. He'll win a match with a chop. Yeah. Like, who else can win a match with a chop?
1: Fuck, Big Show couldn't it's even do fucking that.
0: It's fucking Gunther. Yeah. And on top of that, like sometimes Imperium gets involved, but not often. Like when was the last time that Vinci or Kaiser like cost someone a match?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a great pick. Um, and again, he's had, I know he's going to be in at least one of your favorite matches of the year. Yeah. And like, you could make the argument that he should be in
0: more. Um, his, his matches with Miz, like, which, and I'm a bigger fan of the Miz than most, a lot of people. Yeah. So, I mean, like that, but like even the people that don't like the Miz had to admit, oh, this program with Gunther fucking rocked. Yeah. Like, this was great. Uh, the, the triple threat at WrestleMania night two, he had Seamus and McIntyre was one of the better triple threats. I think we've seen since. Joe Daniels styles mm-hmm.
1: He had a really like, really good series of matches With uh, Gable too Yes like- yeah and,
0: and he works so well with a variety of opponents People that hit hard and are as big as he is With McIntyre and sh- the matches with McIntyre The matches with Sheamus The you know the wrestling more matte technician against people like Gable The sports entertainment Style with people like Miz The dude is like I can't believe how much I didn't like him Two years ago it
1: makes me so happy. I need you to know how happy it makes me.
0: I still don't like, you know, that his sh- that his shtick, especially more then, and again, I get this is a crazy oversimplification of it, was just like, yeah, uh, you let me hit you as hard as I can. And that's my character. Like, that kind of, I wasn't on board with. But, like, he's still doing that, but now it's just... <laughs> I, I like the package around it more. Well, whenever
1: you put them in the ring with people like Seamus and McIntyre, who also-
0: Who are just like, who's, cool.
1: <laughs> that's not like their thing, but they're also like, it's not their main kink, but like they're into it. Like it's a fetish of theirs. Like they're, they definitely enjoy it. Cause I watched that triple threat. They were fans. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah,
0: I, he, it's not even close. Like it's true. Like, and that, and because again, I've got MJ. The year that MJF has had mm-hmm. is undeniable. Yeah, the the gauntlet match with Danielson, um, his matches with Cole at uh, All, all in. in, the even like I know I kind of shit on it, but like the the handicap match with him versus the Righteous was entertaining. Yeah, like I enjoyed it for what it was. Plus the character work of him going from. You know, just a piece of shit. To oh, he's our scumbag. Like he had some great character growth. Yeah, that I think he probably had the best character growth of anybody in wrestling this year. I would think.
1: That's yeah. That's a fair. That's a very fair statement. And then
0: like so you swerve. Oh yeah. Well, you, you've got you. You let, go back. So I want you to finish talking about uh, Rollins. Oh no. Just
1: Rollins. Just again, Rollins had a Seth Rollins year. Hey, we need a m- good match with this person, Rollins. Hey, yeah. we need a main event for this because Roman's not here. Rollins. Hey, can you just put the company on your back um, while being, like, one of the top guys and we'll give you this belt that you, we're going to need you to make important because, like, we're not going to put the actual work into it?
0: Rollins. While your back is broken? Yeah,
1: like, Rollins. Hey, can you make Shinsuke seem relevant again? We, I, It's like the 80th time we tried that. Well, who can we make do that? Rollins. Like, he's... Anything you can say about Gunther, you can say about Rollins for the most part and use it like... But he's been doing it longer Where like I was going to say Like yes Gunther is a Swiss army knife Of wrestling Gunther has a match For anybody he's working with And it's going to be Fucking great But I can say the same thing About Rollins But he's been doing it For a lot longer And a lot higher Position um, mm-hmm. And I think that's why Like Rollins is always In my top Of the year Like he is I'm, Fuck was he last year Give me a really quick second Let me check
0: Rollins Rollins
1: was in my 2022 as well cuz it was Moxley yeah. Rollins reigns and MJF. Um just I man and it's not the same. I'm not using the deaf leopard analogy again, but like there is just something like he's my comfort wrestler a lot of the times is Seth Rollins. Cuz I can watch a Seth Rollins match and even if it's with somebody that's not as like is going he's not going to have that five-star classic with that person, it's going to be watchable. Like it's going to yeah. be it's going to be a solid match. Um and then yeah, my AEW representation—it's pretty obvious who it's going to be: Swerve and Hangman. Yep. Because um, again, like yes, Joe is our AEW World Champion, and that makes me super happy. I can tell you one really, really good match Smojo had. Spoiler alert: It's in my uh, personal favorite matches of the year. It's not in my top five. I made a separate category because uh, I had to because it was the <laughs> it was the Dalton feel good matches of the year. But like Swerve and Hangman, good gosh dang, yeah. there's just something to be said whenever one of those guys is wrestling a match on AEW. Yep. Uh, especially when it's with each other. Wrestle Dream was amazing. That fucking Texas Death Match was uncomfortable in all the right ways. Um, those two had a killer year. Um, Swerve on the uprise and Hangman kind of on the downswing of it. Because um, mm-hmm. like Swerve did do a lot more of importance than Hangman did this year. But when Hangman was up there, he was up there.
0: Yeah. He also kind of like we neither of us truly gelled with the uh, elite drama. That was going that he was tied up when, uh, for a little bit,
1: yeah. That made that was weird. Um, and again, Hangman is somebody that I feel like they started really strong with them, and then we need to put the belt on CM Punk, and all of that happened because he had to make a stupid fucking choice in a promo, and it just kind of derailed everything Hangman had going for him. But whenever Hangman had that belt in 2022, mm-hmm. it was great. Um, yeah. I really hope that, like, again, I hope I'm right, I hope that Swerve gets the belt. And then his first feuds with Hangman, because that those matches are gonna be fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, those were my top two on AEW.
0: Uh so I also had Swerve. We've talked a ton about him already this episode. Um the only one that I have left to talk about is Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Uh, another one, like it's a great year to be someone that Asa just didn't get three years ago. Uh but no a- but no Asa, he's really good. <laughs> like, <laughs> The uh the year that he's had from both a character, like, in a wrestling lore standpoint and also just, like, an in-ring standpoint, you know, he finally wins the ROH. He finally wins a world championship, beating someone that he's never beaten before in yeah. Claudio Castagnoli.
1: No one cares about that 2008 Chikara bullshit. <laughs> Thanks, Moxley. Then
0: the, the Continental Classic happened which seemed to just be like to exist for the sole purpose of making the world appreciate eddie kingston yeah because the promos that he cut for him uh the the you know he got a win over danielson which he's never got been able to do before and something that they had that was it really helped that like they had built up the the tension between kingston and the blackpool combat club for like years before mm-hmm. at this point and so him and danielson on top of the history they have you know going all the way back years and years and years he finally beats danielson and then at world's end he finally beats moxley another person that he's never beaten before to win the tri- the american triple crown like i you know say what you will about the continental championship and yada 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 It was a great moment. This was another thing that I had in my moments of the year list was Eddie Kingston winning that triple crown, finally getting his flowers. Like, I don't know if we ever see Eddie Kingston as AEW world champion. I think we should. I just, I don't, but there's a lot of things in wrestling that should have happened.
1: Yeah. And like, honestly, him winning the ring of honor title, that's probably going to like, I also want that to happen, but if it doesn't happen, we can at least say that.
0: Yeah, this is it. Is very much a like something you can point to is just like yeah, Eddie was the fucking man. Yeah, in this moment. So, uh, but yeah, Eddie Kingston swerve, Joe, MJF. It was it was Hangman.
1: It was a good year for a lot of wrestling. Danielson,
0: like yeah, it's one of those things. It's like it's. I mean, you don't the the wrestler of the year award for whatever like the Wrestling Observer is the Brian Danielson award. So I mean, yes, obviously he. Yeah. had a fucking year. But he was also
1: injured a lot. Like, again, whenever we talk yeah. about match of the year, spoiler alert, Okada Danielson isn't on my list. And that breaks my heart. Yeah. Because
0: it, it was so, it was so underwhelming. And granted, man broke his arm in the middle of it. Yeah. So, like, sure,
1: fair. Uh, I got to watch the Wrestle Kingdom one still. Yeah. Um, but whenever I watch that, like, spoil. I'm very convinced that'll be in my top of the list. Uh, because Danielson walked away from it completely uh, scot-free where he's mm-hmm. not injured this time and he can wrestle like right away. So like, that's good. Um, but yeah, do you want to get to, um, our call ends and then we'll do match of the year and wrap this uh piece up.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. So, uh, we put out the call on at nerdiest part on Twitter, um, to let us know some of your favorite stuff. We had some write ins one from Dylan Hager was the first one. Few of my favorite things in wrestling matches, both Osprey versus Omega. Hell yeah. Ooh. Uh, Brian versus Zack Sabre, jr. Sheamus versus Drew versus Gunther. Dragonov versus Dijak. That was at NXT breakout, I think, or breakdown. But it, that match also ruled. Uh, FTR versus White and Juice. We talked about that one. Athena versus Billy. Uh, favorite wrestlers uh, Brian Danielson, Christian Cage. He says Kingston. I'm assuming Eddie Kingston uh, and Orange Cassidy. Favorite figures Brother Love, The Head Shrinkers, and Gobbledygooker. Mother- and I'm on Dylan's side here. Yes, I understand that you don't like it because it's kind of a novelty, but that's exactly why I love it. Like it's one of those I can't believe they made this. Hell yeah!
1: Oh man, do you remember how annoyed I was with the head shrinkers though? Because they made the chases, yeah. and I just wanted the Samoan SWAT team. I found them. Mm-hmm. It cost me way more than it should have. Um, man, Dylan, you really pissed me off with your top figures of the year.
0: Cause okay, like, well, cause the head. Sh- I'm taking Dylan's side.
1: The head shrinkers caused me a lot of pain and strife. Um. And that gooker figure. Man, I'm looking right at it because like I don't I don't have it on my shelf at all because I don't have space for that. I cause you can't put it in anything but the egg. Just some mm-hmm. random ass turkey. God damn it. I love you. It Dylan.
0: belongs on a pedestal in the middle of your room, like a centerpiece. Um
1: there's yeah. a the, the box actually has a thing for the accessories that is the pedestal to put it on. Like the Survivor oh, yeah. Series box. I'll put it up so you can see mm-hmm. it. But yeah, no, um
0: Yeah. And then D- Dylan has some local stuff to shout out the Academy versus the premiere. Was a ton of fun. Oh God. Very much enjoyed that. I've
1: never been so nervous for a match before.
0: (laughs) WrestleMax being back. Also awesome. Yeah. that. Like being a part of it as well uh, is great. KLD has built something truly special there. Um, And next show, February 24th. Hell yeah. Talk about that later. Uh, Gary J versus Masato Tanaka at St. Louis Anarchy. Talk about. That was one that I was so bummed to have to miss. Yeah. Uh, Billy Starks versus Miyu Yamashita. Uh, Shaza being here full time. Shaza McKenzie, of course, moving from Australia to America uh, and settling down in St. Louis, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, Lainey becoming one of Glory Pro's top stars. Also awesome. Uh, Ace's backstage interview with Mance Warner at the last show (laughs) and with Lainey and GPA in October. (laughs) Uh, That was very much just a I'm going to introduce. Mance Warner's like, what are you going to say to me? And I'll just react to it. I told him and it was like, all right, let's go. And it was like, hey, you got a big match. He's like, no, no. Mance Mance doesn't have matches Mance has fights <laughs> just like oh yeah like he started going i was just like fuck yeah this rules that's what a professional was um, like and then the one with laney and gpa was them like kissing after their match had won i'm just like uh excuse me i'm sorry that was yeah. fun to do. that was a lot of fun and thank you for the the shout out they're doing you are the best fan in professional wrestling yeah. and i will not be taking <laughs> there's, questions there's only one <laughs>
1: Who, who's vlad ever beat um Oh God, no! We're not
0: doing that. Another one, another person who is incredibly special to us, uh, Michaela. Uh, Favorite match: Drew versus Sheamus versus Gunther. Hell yeah, Michaela. Uh, Favorite moment was the Bray Wyatt and Undertaker interaction, which that was was, this year. Yeah, that was this year, and that was super cool to see, and also like kind of sad given everything you know with Bray passing. But it was it was a very very cool moment. Uh, favorite thing, not WWE related, but CCW related, Dalton was walking around the ring and I had just got done taking a picture of him and I looked up from my phone and he was like, don't look at me. (laughs) I'm a
1: dickhead, man. I really hate how mean I am sometimes.
0: It's fun to watch.
1: It really just pops in my head. And I think, because we've been friends for like 10 years. And what's the first thing that pops in my head? It's always the shittiest thing. It's never like the nice thing. And it just, oh yeah, I remember that one i told a guy that his uh, tattoos came from tony hawk pro Skater one i was i think some of my best insults came from this year i was on one all year
0: favorite wrestlers la knight jay white jay Uso, christian cage and the young bucks hell yeah jay good Uso list. on another
1: one that's that makes me feel good
0: good list uh other favorite thing prince nana dancing and roger strong's adam yelling again fantastic uh, thing that made me cry, Bray Wyatt, and I cried for three days thanks to that video package. Yeah, I rewatched the video package, like, two weeks ago, probably, yeah. and it was just like, because it just popped up on, like, my YouTube recommendations. I was like, yeah, this was really well done.
1: It was not a great year for wrestler deaths.
0: Yeah, I uh, lost, it, it, it was a rough year. I lost a Briscoe,
1: a Wyatt, and Terry Funk. Fuck 2023.
0: Yeah. Like, ugh. Unfortunate. Uh, next write in is from Carlos Rodriguez nerd a day from the apron work pod- podcast. We got to do uh, something
1: with them again.
0: We will with, there's no doubt. Uh, okay. Very excited about this. One of my favorite things is the resurgence of WWE with the end of the old guard finally, and triple H rally getting a, ch- really getting a chance to spread his wings. It's going to be an interesting 24, 100% Kevin Dunn. Also being out is going to do, could make some very interesting, uh, presentation things on the AEW side god how good was the continental classic the whole tournament was great and a great intro to the american audience having the king the king of the bums eddie kingston makes so much sense especially given his history of studying all japan pro wrestling and finally will osprey's 23 was ridiculous yeah. arguably two of the best matches this generation with omega at both wrestle kingdom and for Door. or two uh osprey is someone that i can't believe neither of us said but like undoubtedly and oh, now yeah. that like we have an opportunity to watch more of his stuff since he is going to be with AEW full-time moving forward i cannot wait for that uh and then our final write-in before we have to burn through our uh match of the year is from friend of the show rebecca valentine Yay. we did the interview with her um and she was kind enough to to write to me on discord let me pull that up i forgot that i already had discord open uh favorite wrestlers were orange cassidy and john moxley uh, favorite moment was Statlander coming. Uh, one of the favorite moments was Statlander coming back. And one of her favorite moments was the, the he's gay chant for Bowens that I had completely. Oh yeah. Like, that is such a great call for a moment of the year uh, of him being in the ring with uh, uh, Harley Cameron. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, you know, you're into me. And he's just like, no, I'm, I'm taken and I'm gay. And then the crowd starting a positive he's gay chant. Yeah. Just, uh, I, that was such a feel good moment of just cause wrestling fans can be real fucking shitty. We have seen it happen personally. Unfortunately. Yeah. so. Um, and so for that, to the way that for that to go down the way it did was really, really fantastic. Yeah. I forgot about that. So thank you, Rebecca, for remember reminding us of that moment.
1: All right. Match of the year. Uh, Dalton, hit me with your with your comfort matches. Right, I got three of them. Um and this is honestly just again watching people wrestle like is something that I find a lot of enjoyment in and whenever I can tell they're enjoying it or they're just like fucking dialed in. Not even that these are the best matches of the year, but this is just one like some that I'm just like no, these motherfuckers were on their shit or they were having the time of their life. Um Samoa Joe and Punk at All In. Yeah. And again, Knowing what we know now, like those two just decided that they were gonna again, they were playing their hits. Yeah, and they again, it's two people that have a, such a storied history as much as I love Ring of Honor. Like, it was super cool that we got that in Wembley, and it was as good as it was. Like, it was such a good match. Um, yeah, it's a shame that we got the video clip of him blading because he just decided to go whole ham sandwich on his forehead. Um, mm-hmm. I love that match. Uh, Moxley versus Kingston at World's End. Um, again. Yeah if you listened to last week's episode, you heard me saying, I can't get over how much Kingston wouldn't stop fucking smiling. Like those two guys had a great time in that match. Um, and then again, we, we kind of touched on it a minute ago, um, Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal right after uh, Jay Briscoe's mm-hmm. passing. Um, it, again, it goes back to the the Brody Lee show from a couple years ago, right after he passed away. And just like the, the fact that Mark was able to do that in such a short time, of jay, his brother like and this was his actual brother his actual brother passing and those two having the match that they did and it was it was such a good match um and i know it meant a lot to both of those guys because again jay lethal and the briscoes have a very long story history and it being jay's brother like they didn't have to do that but the fact that they did and the fact that it was as good it was and they made it the main event of that night show like it meant a lot to a lot of people and it was a really good match on top of it um and I I am hoping that we have a big Mark Briscoe year this year cuz again I told you whenever we watch Worlds in Mark Briscoe needs to be the person to take it off of Kingston cuz again it's going to be it's going to be hard to take the belt off Kingston
0: and him talking about how this was his rookie year as a single star yeah. in the Continental Classic like that was super cool. We also got the uh him teaming with FTR versus Blackpool Combat Club <laughs> yeah, this year. Yeah that rule. So that was that that was really cool. Um I like that list a lot. Those are, those are good, and that's like a match of uh, the years.
1: Um, I got right one two. I got five
0: matches. I also have five. I'm assuming, so I know for a fact we have two of the same. I think we have yes, we have Charlotte and Rhea. Yes, at WrestleMania night two. That was night two. No, that was night one. That was night one. Okay, I'm dumb. I was, about to say, I was like, I think that's night one. Uh, and then we have night Re- wrestlemania night 2 gunther sheamus drew mcintyre that's not on my top five that's not on your top five okay well then um we've talked about both of those though yeah so what is uh uh so i don't know if you're i don't have a specific order I for mine really
1: um okay mjf versus danielson in the iron man match
0: i have that one on mine oh hell yeah all right cool um a revolution I was I typically am not a huge fan of Iron Man matches because it feels like stuff doesn't really start truly matter until that final stretch. Yeah. But they made me care all the way through.
1: Yeah. Um noted AW Star I was in the locker room with said one time this year, What is interesting past fifteen minutes? And I was just like, Well that Iron Man match was pretty good the whole time. I remember watching that whole thing like Enamored. Um mm-hmm. I loved that match. It was really good. Uh, great wrestling from Danielson, obviously, and then MJF. Like MJF having to do an Iron Man match, but making it work for MJF was real entertaining for me. Um, yeah. So that was my that was my next match. Was that one because it wasn't the best match of the year. Like there was a lot better matches, but I just personally liked the story they told in that. My one after that is going to be again big tag team guy. Two tag team matches in my uh, top five. Um, FTR versus Bullet Club Gold. Two out of three falls. Yep. Um, the Iron Man match, so good. it was good, but I didn't like it as much as I liked the two out of three falls. Um, God, man, FTR can just, they are the gunther of tag teams. They can work anybody, and it'd be mm-hmm. a solid four and a half star match. Um, and this was all happening on Collision, by the way. Like, Collision may have been my favorite show of the year. Which is wild, because it did not start the year but collision is probably my favorite wrestling that happens throughout the week. And it's on a Saturday. You know how often I miss collision at least twice a month and I still find a way to watch it. Um, Sammy Zane's and Owens versus the Uso in a night one main event that match had me crying. Um, and again, slightly inebriated. That probably didn't help my cause, but like I cried so much during this match. It was such a, it was such a beautiful piece of work that they did. Um, And wrapped up so many story beats in that short amount of time. It was so good. It was so good. Um, And, like, everybody's gear rocked, too. I know that's not important, but, like, we had the PWG logo on a WrestleMania night. (laughs) That is wild to me. Um, And then my match of the year um, goes to Swerve and Hangman in their death match. I had a hard time picking this between this and WrestleDream. But I think the more important match of the feud because they were both great matches. And again, I'm not a death match person. I don't like hardcore matches, but I think this was better than their first encounter. I think it meant more. I think it very much set both of them, the men in star making performances. Um, so that's my top five of the year.
0: It, it, it was a, it was an important match for sure. But just, that is so not my style of what I like about pro wrestling. I couldn't put it on up there. I, to me, I enjoyed watching their first match more. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, that is a good list. I'm genuinely surprised that we don't have more overlap than we do. Uh, because I do have Charlotte and versus Rhea. I do have uh, Night 2, Gunther versus Sheamus versus McIntyre. I have MJF versus Danielson. And two that I'm genuinely surprised weren't on yours. Uh, Omega, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay at Forbidden Door 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, the match that was so good, we were like, how is Danielson and Okada going to top this? And then they didn't. So yeah. that kind of was like... That kind of threw the night off, but the the omega that that matchup was unreal. Yeah, like, and it's they played onto the previous encounters that they'd had before. I can't. I don't have enough good things to say about it. But honestly, I think my favorite match of the year uh, came from Wrestle Dream, and it was Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Junior. It was so good. That was just a wrestling match, and it was one of the best that I've ever seen I feel like and I just the it it, it was it was Moxley on commentary it was a whole package yeah like yeah that was the total package of just like this is exactly what I love about pro wrestling if they had made it a tag team match would be the only way for me to to like it anymore yeah because I also am a huge fan of tag team wrestling Um, even though I don't have a tag match on my match of the year, and it was a probably should be again,
1: a great year for tag matches, a weird year for tag teams.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. So, but that is it for our 2023 favorites of the year. Let, is there something glaring that we didn't talk about more than likely? So let us know what you enjoyed from 2023. Let us know what you think we should keep an eye on for 2024. Uh, we will be back. We are going to record our normal episode. That'll go up Friday morning this week. We're going to got a preview of the new, uh, TNA championships. Um, some other stuff that is, that is already fallen out of my brain that I know is we're going to be worth talking about. But, uh, I just want to say, I appreciate everyone tuning in for this and listening. And we hope that you have a great 2024, so we will see you later on in the week until then have a great week have a great year we will talk to you very very soon thank you take care of yourselves take care of each other and watch more wrestling